Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, welcome back. We're here. It's the Game to Love podcast. We haven't got much to report on this week, but we're just putting an episode out there for the fans. How's everything over there in quarantine for you, JG? Yes, yeah, not too bad, man. Getting used to this life now, really. Just every day, it's the same kind of thing. I've been waking up much later, I must admit, uh, which is nice. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I'm just kind of getting through the phase now. Like every day just seems like the same day. I can't really differentiate between the days. No, I know what you so, mean. So yeah, the quicker we get back to normality, the better for me personally. Although in a way, there's some, been some perks. Like it's been nice to spend more time with family, um, have a lot more time to myself to be like doing things what I wouldn't usually do, which is quite cool. What's that like? Well, just like playing like silly games and stuff with different people I wouldn't usually play with. Like I'm linking up with old friends online or yeah. even at home, like, um, you know, that little challenges and fun little things. Like I was doing the Federer challenge. We'll talk about that later on with a tennis racket. <laughs> Been playing a bit of table tennis, a bit of golf in the garden, just like nice. little bits and like, you know, like stuff you wouldn't usually have time to do or even try or even think about doing. It's true. But boredom drives you to a different place, so... It really does. I think everybody's becoming very creative with their little spaces and what space you have, you sort of make the most of now. And I think people are starting to realise that they sort of took for granted what they had a little bit. Yeah, so if, sure. you, if you had a little bit of a section in one of your rooms, like your lounge or your living room, or you've been sort of just cluttering your space people have probably tidied their homes now like i know i have or i know that me and my girlfriend have the house is looking like a lot cleaner and then if we push the sofa back a little bit you've got a lot of room for more activities in the front room or you've got like (laughs) you can go into the garden i've been mowing the lawn i've been just getting rid of a few bits in the back garden just to like open up the space a little bit i wish i had a fresh fresh wall to hit a 
good shot on. I've got like a very uh, patchy wall with a few pipes running down at the moment. It's hard to avoid them. So have you actually tried the Federer Challenge yourself or have you just been watching other people's? I've been watching it. I've tried a little bit, but I haven't filmed my attempts. Like, uh, I tried for a little bit, but I think I was really bugging my girlfriend uh, because she was trying to work inside and we had the doors and windows open. It's just me smashing a ball really fast against the brick wall, which is probably very annoying. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, me. Yeah, I, I tried it, but I didn't record myself. I, I got quite good at the end, but... Um, I've just really enjoyed looking online, really, especially on Twitter, because that's what I use mainly. And just seeing so much interaction between Federer and fans. And I'm sure, like, it makes their day. Like, it's not every day you get Federer replying to you on Twitter. It's no. probably the closest these people are ever going to get to Federer. Oh, exactly. And, um, and this uh, pretty Murray, amazing. the Murray Challenge as well with the uh, 100 volleys. That's yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I saw uh, Djokovic did that as well with his wife, Helen, Elena uh, Djokovic. Yeah, that was a very um, good one. I've seen a few other quite funny ones. People have been doing these time-lapse videos, so it goes super fast. Oh, and right, seeing yeah, their, yeah. Seeing their challenges on it. Yeah, it's been very, very funny. Hey, going back to the Federer one, I've noticed the key to getting recognised. Do you know what that is? Good hat. Yeah, the hat. How did you know? <laughs> you literally need to have some crazy hat of any kind and then he'll well, like pop up to you and reply. Well, mate, we got like That's a what I'm saying. Here. With that hat, with that hat, if you filmed yourself, <laughs> you could have had a good chance of being on there. Well, it's either that. But we've got a message back. Either that one or this one, maybe. <laughs> if it's not that one, maybe this one. Well, how many hats you got? I mate, they're just coming out of everywhere, these hats. Let's <laughs> get rid of that for now. Yeah, but you've got to do the skill what matches, right? Uh, Are you able to do it? Mate, I'll post one online. I think we should both do one and then we'll just pop it up on the channel just for everyone to see see how we've been getting on. The funny thing is, watching it online, yeah, it just looks so simple. And when I tried it, I was so surprised how much, like I was doing it for about 20 minutes, yeah. And my wrist afterwards felt like it was going to fall off. It just shows, like, to be a professional tennis, like to be a tennis player and play tennis all the time, their wrist must be like still. And you've got to realise, like, when you've been at home not doing anything for a long time, the actual muscles that it does in, like, <laughs> one of your arms, you just, you forget how many muscles you're I, using I when so you're playing tennis. I was so tense, mate. I was tense as hell after trying that, so... And you forget the fine margins of error as well from just the angle of hitting the ball against the wall. Just, it needs to hit that sweet spot every time, otherwise yep. you're running... But then when you get that rhythm going, you've got the rhythm, you can just keep it very much going like i saw one guy no actually one of the best ones i see was um leonardo pays you see his one no i haven't seen it he'd done it with a saucepan ah, and a ball no look what <laughs> he's not looking he's just hitting it <laughs> against the thing it was incredible honestly really good well when you've got a uh positive win record over Federer I think he can do anything mate he's a legend he's a legend so he can do what he wants <laughs> Federer's probably wanting to get that singles match back I reckon yeah but anyway without further ado let's get into the main debate of what we wanted to talk about on this yeah, podcast mate. that's enough funny which business which was yeah enough of the funny business as much as fun as, fun as it is is the recent uh, letter Djokovic has proposed to players in the top 100 uh, in order to help distribute more money towards players who aren't having an opportunity to play. So predominantly the ranked players, 250 to 700. Yes. Uh, the ATP originally come out and they said they're going to donate $1 million 
to players, I believe, I think it was from two, 200, uh, 150 to 500. I have to check. I think there was originally doing that, but the, the players, uh, well, predominantly the top, the big three, so Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, have, have, have come together and decided that they feel that more players should be able to receive this benefit. So that's why they're proposing this new system. We'll put it on the screen like, so it's easier to, for you to actually see. But uh, as you can see, like, there's different breakdowns for each player. I'll get it up now. Yeah, I heard that uh, well, Djokovic is head of the Players' Council and he's sort of running the show with the negotiations, sort of doing a, a breakdown, as you say, of how much each player will have to contribute based upon their ranking. Uh, and I'm guessing, well... In my eyes, I reckon that probably Djokovic, Federer and Nadal probably have a million spare they could probably dish out themselves. Yeah, that's the point. But, but, uh, I, I don't like that view, <laughs> that mindset in terms of like, just because someone's got, like, it's all in proportion. At the end of the day, they're still giving, a, they're giving the most money than anyone else. Uh, I do agree with the fact that they should be, like, because players from 500 to 750, they're probably, they're the hardest hit. Without yeah. a doubt. So to ignore them, I just think it's ludicrous to begin with. Uh, and a lot of them players, you can't really dismiss them as people who aren't going to be great tennis players one day. Because, there's, as you know, players, we know the rankings. We know a lot of the challenges or ITFs and stuff. There's some yeah. quality players in them rankings and that like, coming through just young kids or different people. And it's like, I feel like they definitely deserve the same opportunity and chance in the sport. And at the end of the day, money does talk and they're going to need that funding to be able to do that. I think just in times like this. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just sad that they don't have the opportunity for sponsorship down in those lower like ranks as well. I think that's the main reason that they are like grouping together to get them that money is because they said anybody outside the top 150 normally doesn't have the exposure to sponsorship. Mm. And it's it is sad because, like you say, there's a lot of very, very young up-and-coming players. Probably people, I don't know if they have sponsors already, like we've spoken about a lot of times, Alcaraz, Garthia, people like that, who are the sort of next generation that we're mm. sort of... If if these players, if you don't help them out now, you, you want to see them fall away from their game, that type of thing. And then when, when we do get back in business... What's going to happen then? Are they and not just that? It's the pressure of it because obviously you're you're fighting for a living and a career. Sometimes this pressure can be a, a, too much to take, and it's just it's too much on young people like that. And I feel like it is a good initiative. So I've got the breakdown here, and this can... is what they propose. Yeah, yeah. So the top five, they want to donate. They're going to donate thirty thousand dollars each. Five to ten, twenty thousand dollars. Ten to twenty, fifteen thousand dollars each. Twenty to fifty, ten thousand dollars each. And fifty to hundred, five thousand dollars each. So then that will, and then also, then it's going to be the top twenty doubles players will contribute five thousand dollars each. We've given the total amount as just over a million a million dollars. How much do the doubles earn though? That's what I always wondered. And that would that that in addition to similar amount allocated by ATP and hopefully Grand Slam soon give five hundred thousand each should be total of well, four to five. Four to five million. Yeah. Well, that's very good. It's uh, like, um, yeah, and it's, it's brilliant for them to do, but like you, you did touch on it earlier, like how fair is this system? Because players in like, say, 80 to 100, like I'm going to give an example. 
Vasek Pospisil. He's been out of the game for a long, long amount of time. He's had a brilliant few, oh, I think it's been the last six months or whatever, where he's really burst on the scene since his injury, been playing well, getting to the latter stages of, of different tournaments, beating some big players. We saw him beat Medvedev. And, yeah, yeah. He's beat some top players, like top 100 some, players. Yeah, yeah. And he's arrived now on 93rd in the world. So with that, is that therefore fair for him to have to now contribute money to other players, considering he wouldn't have really made that much money from that from that spell? And he's been out for so long as well. It's just like, is that fair? Like, I don't know. Maybe he's got, maybe that is a bad example because he has, bit, he's probably got quite a bit of money in the background, but should he be, is that, why is that of his debt? Like, what about the people who don't have that? I think the like, main it's, it's people... an interesting debate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can understand obviously the top, like, say 20, 30, they're probably he, quite well off, to be honest. It's probably, yeah. Well, Even this more. is, I think that's going to be the, obviously the main debate that is flies through everything. You've got the big three that probably earn the most money out of everyone through sponsorships, probably more than they earn through even the actual winning, like the actual match winnings. So, that if you've got people earning that amount, what, what do you base it on? You're basing it just upon the fact that they're in the top five to give a certain amount, or do you base it upon their annual win, like how much they've actually taken home in the year or something like that? I think maybe, I don't know. I, obviously, you, you shouldn't have to just say, just because somebody's earning more, they have to give more. But no. they probably have a lot of excess like more than other people to spare. Like you can say like somebody like Federer probably has a little bit more in reserve in the bank than someone like Zverev, mm. let's say, who's a young up-and-comer inside the top 10. But he's not really been playing that well. He's not really got into that. Like, it's different. Of... No, but Zverev is loaded, man. Zverev, like, I'm sure he like is. That, they're loaded. I'm sure they're, they are. They're, but... they're the type of people who are, who are able to help the grassroots of tennis. But what I want to really touch on and focus on this episode to get my point across is the fact that hats, I really want to give hats off and props to Djokovic, Novak yeah. Djokovic. The way he's come across, I'm not, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not his, I've not been his greatest fan over the last however many years. No. However, I've always <laughs> admired him, but seeing him in recent, recent months, it's really been uh, very humbling to hear. And I think he is just such a great ambassador for the sport and the way he represent, represents himself. He's one of the most, I find him, he comes across so well. So I've watched the Andy Murray live and I've also watched the recent Stan Renko one. And the way he comes across in such a dignified manner and the way he's always looking at helping other people out before himself, I think it, that, that definitely resonates quite a bit with me. And I think um, on that basis, I think it's pretty amazing that he's proposing this thing. And I think it's going to really massively help the game of tennis. So I'm giving it now. Hats off to Djokovic. Well yeah, I think it's definitely hats off to Djokovic. I think, uh, well, I think there's been he's been one of the people that's quite up for this playing behind closed doors to come in as soon as possible as well. I mean, I don't. But who, who don't, is that? Who is Djokovic? I think he is one of the pro people that is there for. I think a lot of the top players are pro. Get the just get the game started as soon as possible. If there can be testing done and if there can be like behind closed doors play done, I th- he's a proponent of actually going ahead with it. I know that there's been other players in opposition to it, but I think he just 
I think, as we all know, tennis is going to be one of the last sports that probably will get going. And that's what I think is the big fear for all the tennis players is you're going to see other sports which start kicking off and then you'll have tennis that may, if they keep on going the way they're going, it might not happen until maybe like the French Open next year or something crazy like Mm. that. Yeah. No, that's a good point you make. Me personally, I don't think there should be tennis played behind closed doors. I think you just need to wait. Like, it's just, it just takes it from the sport. Like, I can understand certain events that like, you can do it. I just think right now the priority needs to be health and safety. And the way it's going at the moment, like we've seen the way different governments have reacted to coronavirus. And the UK government, for example, has been criticised for acting very slowly. Um, and I think now the focus, and Trump's like incomplete, denial at times saying how he thinks oh it's fine we're going to be opening up the u.s economy next week there's thousands of people dying every day i don't know like at the moment i think the priority needs to be on the fact that tennis is always going to be second to health and like we need to just keep going with this uh staying at home distancing and just hoping that this goes we can find a vaccine soon but bringing back to your point of when tennis is going to be played next i think it's not a bad shout probably going to be some time next year maybe the australian open it's crazy yeah it seems crazy but i know that a lot of in a way the only benefit of it of that would be is the rankings can then just resume from like where it was just a year later do you know what i mean like you're not missing anything in between just seems strange doesn't it like it just feels like a whole year of your life just snipped out and then it's worse obviously, for us because we actually talk about tennis. So it's like, and, and obviously we get into the other topic of we had the Labour Cup, which has now been announced that is cancelled. And we know that next year Federer will be 40 if he chooses to play in the Labour Cup next year. So that will that's yeah. a bit of a big headline, I think. And the interesting thing about the Labour Cup is the way it's progressed in like the last few years. Like, when it first was introduced, it was very much seen as like an exhibition style tournament. Uh, now, as you know, you get points and it's like, it's quite a value. It's quite a very um, prestigious tournament to be at. And a lot of players will want to be there. Um, so it'll be very disappointing. The fact that we're not going to see that this year, but yet again, it's very disappointing not seeing Wimbledon us open have not said anything, but I'm pretty sure that's probably going to get canceled as well. So it's like, mm. we're not going to we miss it. We're going to miss it all. Man. Hold on to some, some hope. We're holding on. Let's not, let's never say never until it's actually announced. So, but you never know. You're too much of an optimist, Ben. I've got, I'm trying, I'm trying for us. I'm trying to remain positive as until we hear announcements, it's going ahead. They said it this week is still going ahead, but. Yeah, but it wouldn't be right. I'm looking at it from a, a humanitarian perspective. It's well, not it's correct Septem- to have that tournament. It's September. But we'll see. Yeah, it's I just one know. of. But this is like another thing we're saying about the Labour Cup and how much has come on in uh, like the past years. And yeah, I was speaking to one of our biggest fans uh, today, uh, Mr. Right. World Lamb. Yeah, big yeah. up, man. I like him a lot. <laughs> cool guy. He was, he was saying that. Because of like uh, how big the Labour Cups now become, why why are women not being introduced into the Labour Cup now? Like, but this should some they're probably looking at this as an opportunity. It's a big stage now. It's like sort of like an outside major major type sort of. Situation. Would you call it the Labour Cup though? Yeah, you could still call it the Labour Cup. I don't think it has any connotations from it being 
about Rod Laver or being about men's tennis. I think it's just, it could still be a, the Laver Cup and it could still host women's tennis. I think, yeah, it, I think it's a brilliant idea, honestly. I think it I would think work so. and it would be exciting as well to see. I think so. Sure. In this in this day and age, like there's so many promising. What would the young, teams be? Well, there's so many promising young female tennis players that I think it's just it would really. Well, I think it would really like ramp up things if you just had that extra like tournament there that was that much more competitive. Who would you think? Who would you think would win? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who have you, you uh, been, been favouring in past past, past, past years, years for the Labour Cup? Cup. Uh, um, I'm always to Europe, Europe, man. I'm always, I'm always back, back in Europe. Europe. Yeah, it's strange. But now, oh, obviously, we had the last podcast with uh, the Wolf, and um, <laughs> we know the sort of standard of US players that are coming through now. So it makes it like it's quite interesting. Oh, it's like, exciting. I just think like if you look at if you look at Europe, you've got. <laughs> the biggest you've got the the, the 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 big three. Obviously, Djokovic didn't play last year, but like, and you've got the likes of like Berrettini, Agut, Tiapas, Dominic Team. Mate, there's a lot so of uh, there's a lot of players there. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't. Europe, really... uh, but yeah, I think uh, Team Europe have got some incredible players that you probably don't give enough credit for. I mean, so you got... think Team Europe are going to win? I think they have the ability to win. I think if I analyse the the rest of the world, I think we saw the frailties in Barty's game during the Australian Open. I thought, well, the only person that I would say uh, probably... You come on, you can't say... You can't think, give a frail... Make frailties... If it was a Labour Cup for the women's, the team world would win. Nah, we got Halep, we got Pliskova, we got Bencic, Burtons, people like this. You got Joanna Conta, mate. Andrescu will be back. Serena Williams, Sophia Kenin, Australian Open winner. Andrescu injured. Serena Williams getting older. Corey Goff. Corey Goff, too young yet. No, there's this ridiculous amount of talent, man, on that side. And I just think, um, I think they'd be too dominant, too hot to handle, in my so, honest opinion. So it's like the opposite to the men's, you think? Yeah, I think it would be, you'd see the op- opposite result. Like Europe would win in the men's and the thing. But obviously, even in the. Even in the men's, like, world come... They always do quite well. Nick Kyrgios is always playing, does well. True. Um, they've got a great team, man. It's just... It is an exciting tournament. It's just sad we're not going to see it this but year. Alex de Menor. Yeah. He surely yeah, no, is. It's good. Of course. He yeah. was stirring things up in the uh, ATP Cup at the beginning of the year. Oh, yeah. He's incredible. I remember watching him against... Um, who did he play? Rafa. It was an incredible match, that one. Yeah. One of the I love best. that. That was really good, yeah. Makes me miss tennis even more thinking about stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've spoken enough about the non-events within tennis. Uh, yeah, I, I know, agree. I know, like, we've, I know. T- we've tried our best, and some of it is quite interesting, especially the players' fun thing. I think that's brilliant for players. I heard there was but, a couple um, of uh, random things that were going on. I heard Eugenie Bouchard is giving away... Uh, a date to some lucky fans, apparently. Ooh. She's just auctioning How does she, off, how does she like, select the winner? Then I think she's just doing it for charity. Probably the highest bidder, I guess. Just uh, <laughs> get, getting uh, a date with Eugenie Bouchard. So that's what, at least she's Definitely. doing her bit for charity. So yeah. that's something interesting that's popped up. And uh, then Any we've other got stories? Alex de Menor, he's still uh, finding other ways to 
create amazing YouTube content by the looks of it. He looks like he could have been a YouTuber if he wasn't a tennis player. He would have been an amazing YouTuber. He's just I prefer doing... to see him on the court still. He's so good, man. Oh, but mate. Like, like you say, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Like some of the stuff he's doing, it's quite, it must take so many outtakes. Are you talking about the coin one with the four? One, one, one take. No, that's ridiculous. That is so tough. Yeah, so tough. But yeah. But at least he's uh, putting his uh, time to good use. And actually producing something which people are actually talking about. True. But anyway, let's save our viewers from any much any more boredom. Indeed. And uh, us talking nonsense. I think we should probably wrap it up there. Let's wrap Let it up. Let us know your thoughts in the comments about what you thought about the whole uh, Djokovic donating play. Well, it's not just Djokovic. Just let me clarify it. It's a, basically the big three, but Djokovic chairs the council. So a lot of the decisions was of his own accord, but he did speak to other players as well. Uh, consulted them first, obviously. But it's a brilliant thing for grassroots tennis. Let us know what you, you think about that. And anything else, Ben? Yeah, I was going to say, if you haven't already checked out Play Your Rankings Right, our new segment, which uh, last week started with Philip Fammer from Tweenerhead. We've got a new episode coming out this Thursday. It's with the last guy on our podcast, Wolf, Wolf. ATP physio of Taylor Fritz, Riley Opelka, Tommy Paul, lots of top players, Mackenzie McDonald. So, yeah, check him out on uh, Play Your Rankings Right this week, this Thursday. So don't yeah. miss it. It was actually really fun to make, so I hope you enjoy it as well, as much as we do making it. And he knows his stuff, this guy. So, yeah, be, be prepared for a very, very uh, action-packed episode of that. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to this video. Make sure you like and comment and subscribe. Guess that's it. Peace. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.